I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favor to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Osbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the 7th of April. Good to be here with you for the COB. I'm Nadine Blaney here with Andrew Gagan. Andrew, good day today. Good day for the market. It was a good day. Flirting with those, what shall we say, 13-month highs? Pre-pandemic highs, yeah, February look, 2020 highs. It, uh, it's looking good, isn't it? And we because we have been around... Uh, Bound in that sort of range, we just can't break out of it. And a lot of people talking about the fact that the Australian market is underperforming. Well, I guess we might know in the next couple of days whether we can actually break out of that range. Yeah, and people I've been speaking with say once it breaks past that seven thousand mark, watch out uh, because it will have a lot of velocity behind the next move. As far as company specifics went today, we saw a bit of M&A activity, EML Payments doing really well after it took over Centennial. An Irish-based open banking platform that has a network of more than 1,700 banks in Europe. We spoke with the CEO, Tom Cregan, today. He said, look, when these deals are actually done, it's actually a bit of a letdown because it's been such a long process to get here. But he's really positive on the announcement and and clearly the market has voted with its feet it was one of the best performers today yeah also taking a look at travel stocks of course that's been the theme this week uh we've got that travel bubble sort of uh, that's going to be up and running with new zealand that was announced yesterday so good opportunity i think to look at some of those travel related stocks and uh roland uh, houghton from milford asset management he says look specifically you want to look at a couple of new zealand stocks we don't do that very often do we take a look across the tasman there uh just as far as uh, tourism holdings are concerned uh but uh, i guess you've also got the more obvious ones such as the webjets and the and the flight centers uh to take a look at although that said, Nadine, there's still a lot of scepticism, isn't there, just as far as whether this is actually going to work because still question marks over the vaccine rollout and whether we're going to get these rolling um, you know, issues just as yeah. far as lockdowns in various states are concerned. Well, if you'd like to listen to a view on the travel bubble, some of those companies that were aforementioned, you can do so via the show notes. We spoke with with a gentleman from Milford Asset Management, uh, Roland Houghton. So he gives you his take on all of the opportunity there, plus a little look into Sky City Entertainment Group as well. Uh, 
that's one of the interviews of accessible via the show notes also after pay. So we spoke with a technical analyst on that one earlier today. It was in the 10 a.m. So I'll just look quickly as to where Afterpay closed up by further 1.6%. Uh, so he gives us, uh, Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities, his technical view on Afterpay with the little of those travel stocks thrown in just for good measure. Yeah, so um, yeah, quite a lot to look at that just as far as uh, travel is concerned. And uh, look also as far as our stock of the day is concerned, uh, Fluence, uh, big announcement for them, Fluence Corporation, with a big deal in China. Uh, essentially, they're uh, in terms of waste water treatment is what they're doing uh, with Three Gorges Corporation in China. So that's a big breakthrough, breakthrough as far as their partnerships there are concerned. Also, a play in Taiwan at the same time. They're seeing um, blue skies there as far as their possibilities are concerned. But that five million dollar US, I mean, that's not a big amount of money. What it's hoping, though, is that it gets its foot in the door. That was the stock of the day on the call. I sat down with Henry Jennings from Marcus Today and Andrew Weitland from DP Wealth Advisory. Here's a listen to what they had to say. Broker who follows it, and they have a consensus target price of 45 cents. They've got uh, it trading on a PE of 19 in uh, 2023 and 400% earnings growth. So if you sort of just sort of believe those numbers then you'd be uh, all over this like calamine lotion. But uh, there's a, a few things to sort of get through. So I, I'd be watching this with interest, but I can't bring myself to uh, buy it at the moment. And if they can hit the uh, the financial targets that the uh, analyst who follows them, it's a PE of 19 and 400% uh, earnings growth. So certainly uh, quite rosy if it can make it, but there's a number of hurdles to get through to get to that point. So it's a watch. We're going into China, there'd be dragons. I mean, here'd be dragons. It's uncharted territory to some extent. And I just, it has been tarred with that Foslock brush. And that's probably why the stock price has been so uh, muted, I think is the nice way of putting it, over the last year or so. Um, not really for me as yet, but this is a good first step for them into China with that Three Gorges deal. But um, it'd be nice to see a follow-up deal and maybe another one or two. So that is not going in the Ausbiz portfolio. Look, both gents, as you heard there, are adding it to their watch list, but they want to see. So that foot in the door in China really bear fruit. Bigger numbers is what they need. If you'd like to listen to our interview with the CEO, new CEO, actually, Richard Irving, you can access that via uh, our website or our app. Andrew, just turning away from company specifics, the economic data today was really hot here in Australia. Um, not the consumer confidence read, because that speaks to the lockdowns in Brisbane and JobKeeper, but the construction read from AI Group and also car sales. Car sales going gangbusters. Yeah, in fact, car sales, uh, new vehicle sales, uh, 22% year on year. That is fantastic. Um, and that's sort of a bit of a problem there as far as um, the semiconductor, um, the chips that go into those cars, that's actually held it back a bit. So uh, could actually be even better than that, I guess. Interesting though, when you drill down, uh, electric vehicles, point four percent of sales just tells you where we're at as far as evs in australia are concerned pretty pathetic i think that the government is going to have to get on board with a bit of ev policy here in australia because again it really appears as if we're slipping out of line with what's happening around the rest of the world 
in terms of adoption. Now, of course, there's debate as to whether it's the government's role to uh, pick winners, I guess, in the terms of some politicians here. But there is no doubt that this is the way the world is moving. And if we need to get on board with it, perhaps there's some sort of, well, do, do I say subsidies, tax breaks, any sort of incentives to really get not just the adoption off the ground here in Australia, but we've got manufacturing capabilities that mm. could place Australia in a really sweet position in terms of car components and, and to be able to well, contribute to that mega train. as far as the batteries well, are concerned, clearly that too. <laughs> we see a lot of companies in that space. But, right but, now, I mean, beyond but, digging stuff out of the ground, Andrew, can't yeah, we think Yeah, no, look, more? I think it comes down to infrastructure. That is the problem because you think of it as a car buyer. Do you want to commit to buying an electric car where you think, well, okay, I'll take it out on the road. Where is the nearest charging station? Well, I can go to my local Coles and charge. And I read a really interesting article this morning about battery swapping and how battery swapping is really taking off in China. So you pull in and the battery is a new battery is there for you to just put in and, and drive away. I think that sounded I mean to me, I still have a petrol car, you know. Can't see myself changing anytime soon, primarily because I take the bus nine times out of ten. But I mean that sort of appeals to be able to just drive in, get a new battery, go on your way. Yeah, in fact there was news out of the States where uh, one of their uh, biggest selling pickup vehicles that's turning electric with a range of some four hundred miles. So clearly and that's that a big would solve truck. the problem. I mean, have you seen the size of of utes or pickup trucks in the U.S. lately. I'm yeah. seeing more and more around here, which is also an interesting phenomenon. But yeah, um, it's it's one to watch. I mean, we were speaking with somebody yesterday that has a $1,000 price target on Tesla now. Mm, that's high. big. Would you buy a lot of Tesla shares <laughs> well, at that price? it depends what the other car companies are doing because they're now coming to the party. Ford, Volkswagen, they're all making positive moves. Yeah, they are. Uh, you know what is a sector, speaking of, that did well today was the energy sector. Origin Energy was up by 2.4%. Santos was up by 23 And talking about old old resources, old uh, old stuff you dig out of the ground, Whitehaven Coal was up by 1.4%. And uh, all sectors, in fact, today finishing in the green. Well, in fact, um, REITs doing well as well um they're obviously yield sensitive so interesting are we at that point now where perhaps there is some complacency creeping into investment at the moment you know concerns about where the yields are going particularly as far as the 10 year is concerned seems um, to have just faded hasn't it has it? diminished I mean, somewhat maybe those inflation fears diminishing at the same time well, if you're talking inflation, we saw it coming through in that AI performance of construction index. But you've reminded me of the one of the last conversations we had today with Con McLacus. He is CIO at Statewide Super. He said, look, FOMO plus r- low rates plus higher private debt plus higher asset prices, perfect conditions for Minsky. So the Minsky moment when uh, fragility hits its peak and things collapse. Um, you know, is complacency part of that equation as well you know things happen when potentially you're you're just not expecting it and you start to to let your guard down well yeah you know, i think certainly fomo is the is one of the biggest issues there uh driving the markets and you know we, we've seen as we were talking about the australian market being range bound at the moment um you know cryptos have been a bit quiet too so just wondering where we're heading you know what uh, investors are thinking right now I would not dare to speculate, <laughs> Andrew. But what I what I am looking forward to is seeing a bit of proof in the pudding when it comes to earnings. U.S. earnings season kicks off next week, and that's the only 
clear catalyst that anybody has given me for potentially the next leg up. Had a chat with Chris Weston from Pepperstone about it yesterday. John Lockton from Wilson's as well. You can find those interviews on our website or our app, which is full of a wealth of information that can help you form your view. Um, but yeah, it, it, it doesn't feel like there's big news coming tonight. We get the FOMC minute meet, minute meeting minutes, yeah. but what, what new can we learn from them? Well, probably much the same as we learned yesterday from our local central bank. Uh, it's policy as usual at this point. Yeah, it certainly seems so. So that is what we're looking forward to tonight, the FOMC meeting minutes. But there's not really any other top-tier data. We do have the third day of the of the virtual IMF meeting happening. But, of course, we had their revised forecasts out last night. So nothing market-moving likely to come from that. We can look forward to tomorrow on the big picture, hearing from David Bassanese, BetaShare, Salt Eslake, who is an independent economist. He, Andrew, penned an interesting op-ed in the AFR today, which no doubt you'll be speaking of tomorrow in terms of the RBA. I mean, a lot of economists have been weighing in on the performance Calling of the RBA. For that review. Yeah. 40 years in the making. Yeah, we'll see if, if uh, how that goes, what legs it gets. I'm looking forward to speaking with Harvey McNaughty at, at 3.20 p.m. He is Core Portfolio Manager at Forger Funds. He'll be giving us a look into international companies, particularly the U.S. portfolio, mm. which has been doing really well lately, but keen to get his view on contagion possibly from Archegos Capital and what that could mean for some of those really hot areas of the market. Uh, I'll also be speaking with uh, Anthony Lundahl from Equilibria Finance. That is property. Mm. We know where that's going right now. And uh, more concerns, I guess, going forward because we're hearing the likelihood of uh, macro prudential uh, you know, regulations coming in, just sort of clamping down on some of those lending standards, uh, particularly as, I guess, investors get back into the market. Look, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching today. If you don't subscribe to the newsletter, you should do so because we include a tweet of the day. And uh, <laughs> I just looked at this. I hadn't seen it before right now. And it, it's pretty funny. It does make me laugh, but I can't give it all away. You've got to subscribe to the newsletter to see it. Uh, you tease. <laughs> and Andrew, that, that's it for us. I think we should just look forward to doing it all again tomorrow. Why not? See you then. See ya. 